I think I think the thing is you were lucky that we took you under our wing, really. It, it put me off a bit, to be fair. But then when I was standing normally, well, I still won, and he was proper like aggy about it. Oh, friend, friend. <laughs> You almost talks like a ventriloquist dummy. I don't know if you know what I mean. Like, it's really quiet and really, like, you know, it doesn't really... The thing is, say if you go to the football and one team scores, only half the people there cheer. If you're at the darts and someone that's in on dart, everyone, everyone's up. And we were just winding Mark up like mad because every day be like, where are my darts? Where are my darts? Welcome to the Three in a Bed podcast. I'm Clash of the Tungsten and joining me today is Mark from Love Darts and Zach from Thornton Darts. Hello. <laughs> How are we doing today, boys? It's Sunday. I'm in my dressing gown. I'm just chilling out. It's nice that you actually made an effort, Zach. I mean, we said we were going to do a podcast together and you've <laughs> made a lot of effort there. I know when we said we we're going to call it three in a bed, I didn't exactly mean, you know, to dress <laughs> I'll just bed, get out of bed. <laughs> his, his effort was taking his hood off. <laughs> At least it's something. Eh? What about you, Matt? What have you been up to? I have been struggling to do any editing and video stuff that uh, well this weekend which i planned to do because my niece was over so she was screaming the house down which is as you boys can imagine an absolute nightmare for editing so i've, I've been watching the darts and throwing darts and maybe a bit of cold mm. with you boys yeah i ain't been on this weekend have i no you haven't uh, we were we did all right last night to be fair well it's because i weren't in with you that's why obviously <laughs> yeah i think we won about six Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not surprised. No, we didn't really. We didn't really. <laughs> I, bet, uh, I bet Thornton carried you, though, didn't he, Mark? He yeah, well, I, my body's just there for him to pick up all the uh, all the weapons and, uh, and I'll armor plates I'll just use him as bait. <laughs> so when I said that you guys were joining me, this is like going to be a regular thing, isn't it? It's not exactly mine. What we're going to do, we're actually going to share this podcast on each other's channels from episode to episode. So obviously one week it'll be on mine, next week it'll be on Mark's and then the other week it'll be on Zach's and then that way we can sort of spread it out between each other, which would be quite cool, I reckon. Yeah. We're just looking to looking to have a bit of fun, aren't we, boys? That's what it is. I find like when doing YouTube, I don't know if you guys feel the same, but I know you, Mark, you've obviously done a bit of like acting, but if you're not necessarily gifted at sort of bringing yourself across on camera, then it's hard to sort of show what you're like as a person through like being online. And I know that's quite, you know, it's quite difficult to do, isn't it? I don't know if you yeah. feel the same as that, because obviously you're not... I think- I think the way that I like to do it, I I I don't know. I'm pretty good at. I think I'm good at like publicly speaking and that. But I think as soon as you try and think about the camera, you you then not yourself. If you just I don't know. As soon as you start thinking it's for YouTube, you think in a different mindset. The way I think of it is, for example, Devin Peterson. I think he's a great player, but when he was commentating, he wasn't natural. He was saying commentator things, and I think as he started to commentate, he's gotten better. But when he first started, he was thinking he had to be a commentator rather than thinking, "I'm Devon Peterson. I know a lot about darts." I think one of the things as well, though, is that a lot of people see us, you know, and, and what we what we put out as a as a finished product on uh, on either social media or through the YouTube, which is primarily, I guess, our main thing. You know, Zach, for example, all of his designs and things are there. But it's when it comes to streaming, which we all have like, you know, we've got a little bit of extra sort of experience in, but people, you know, you're, you're there to sort of talk about the darts and things. We thought, well, we want to talk about darts. We want to sort of get you guys to know us a little bit more. And uh, we all have fun together, which was really where this all came from. For those who don't know, we, we, we all, um, you know, we all do our YouTube channels, but we all went, hey, let's play a bit of Call of Duty in the evening and have a laugh. And it was through having good fun <laughs> playing that that we all went, actually, we enjoy chatting together. We talk some funny stuff about darts. And there's lots of things that happen in the back end that maybe people want to hear about. If not, we're just recording this for ourselves, you know? <laughs> 
No, I agree with you as well. And the thing is, uh, I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but I don't have a lot of dart friends, if I'm honest. Mm. Like the people that I play oh, darts friend, with, I know. Friend. <laughs> I know it's pretty sad for me. I mean, get the violin out. But joking <laughs> aside, like the guys that I play darts with are not my age. Like the next, there's oh, a guy mate, that's sort yeah. of three years older than me. So he's what? He's like 30. Mate, he, he might be younger actually, and he might kick my head in for saying that. Ah, shit, but whatever. <laughs> but the rest of them are all like 40 and 50, and mm. we've even got like a 60-year-old. So it's like they just play. They're not actually yeah, interested. Yeah. Like with you guys, obviously, you talk a lot about darts, as in the darts and, you know, stats and all this sort of thing. And the guys that I play, they just go for basically a piss-up. they got the brass know? darts that they bought from 1960 from exactly. the butchers or something like that. Exactly. And like, okay. <laughs> and it's really nice to like, surround and get to know people that have obviously a mutual interest like we all do you know it's really good and what i find with our channels they're sort of they do vary and they are different like with you mark you like doing your visual effects sort of thing Zach, your outlook on your channel is completely different to anyone else because you're doing first-hand design stuff you know so it's completely different it's very unique for zach's how how many how many designers actually throw their stuff out you know for people to see on social media talk about it and and are, are as as um present on the on the social media sort yeah. of uh, platform it's 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 really great fun to see and especially i've really loved your mashups as well when you take two people's yeah, darts yeah. that's great fun and uh, and a lot of people i think have enjoyed seeing that series and going you know this this guy's a talented guy and he's sharing all of these ideas maybe sharing too much maybe maybe this yeah is- i mean a lot of people say to me like oh why don't you get picked up by target or winmore or whoever but the thing, the joy of me being freelance and working for lots of different people is I don't have to hide anything. I don't have to be secretive in what I do because I am everyone's designer in theory. I don't have to limit myself to one. And I think the people that are in the industry and are working for Target and we're more than that are, are stuck doing what they do as their job. Whereas I get to do it at home. I get to be free with it. I'm not, I'm sort of my own boss. Obviously, I've got direction from people I work with, but. Um, I can just present what I like, really. Except for, the- except for giving people the secret to my darts, because obviously the special magnets that make them go to the 186 oh, we can't yeah, tell yeah. them about. Talking no, crap no, again, no. isn't he? Talking absolute <laughs> bollocks. Poor John Hollocks. Are we doing well, product placement in like- this episode? I'll just hold <laughs> something. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. We'll Photoshop <laughs> it in, mate. No, the beautiful thing as well, like with what you do, Zach, I didn't even know that it was even a thing. You know, like darts. I know, obviously, there's someone that does design darts, but I didn't realise like the intricate details and stuff that I think, you have yeah, to go I into. Mean, everyone like, sees it as a barrel with some cuts in it and two holes. But obviously, I've I've come from an engineering background, so I get some of it anyway. I mean, I I don't know if everyone knows, but I, I started off as a machinist. I used to work in a factory over the summer, and I was on mills and lays, and then. When I went to college, I learned machining again, CAD drawing. And then I got an apprenticeship at Jaguar Land Rover, relearned all the machining again, learned CAD, got trained up fully. And then obviously I picked up a love for darts and then I'm there. Like It just it just went hand in hand, whereas it doesn't always happen that way. Uh, the, the advantage of me is, what, I, what I've been told, is that it's very easy to find a designer but it's very hard to find a designer that also knows darts because darts yeah. is quite niche when you think about it very you work niche. in an office Extreme. you work in an office and you talk about the darts 
99% of people would not know what you're on about. They'll say something cliche like, who's that bloke that wears the green and is bald? Phil yeah. Taylor? And you're like, no, that's Van Gogh. <laughs> and you're like, nah, don't worry. I'm, nah. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. <laughs> it is a very niche subject, but looking at how like, our channels have grown in such a short amount of time as well, it is a niche, but you can definitely tell that people have an interest in it and like yeah, that yeah, there yeah. is a community out there. And I know I've said it quite a few times before, but like... The amount of people that get involved on socials and Twitter that are just there, like they just message you out the blue and just have a chat. It's just such yeah. a nice little dating community that we're all lucky enough to be a part of, you know. And yeah. I don't know, for me, it was a bit different because I joined a little bit later than people. So I found it a bit hard, like to think, well, the, the, are these guys that have been doing it a little while going to, you know, not accept me? Like it's yeah. into <laughs> it. But I don't know if you get what I mean. Like I was a bit. But not nervous. I think, I think word, the thing is I you just... were lucky that we took you under our wing, really. <laughs> yeah. um, no, to be <laughs> fair, though, yeah, I know you joined late, but, I, you know, I wasn't that I wasn't that uh, much sooner on the scene. Um, no. And I've always believed that with, you know, when you go to darts, it is the best atmosphere out of any. I mean, I went to um, went to America in March and watched the uh, the ice hockey. And that was amazing, mm. but it was very much still a them and us. Whereas at the darts, I don't think you get that at all. The most them and no. us you get is the tables versus the stands, and that is just friendly yeah. banter. <laughs> and it's yeah, kind it's of a good like, laugh. yeah, and 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 I think because it's such a good laugh, there's just the community is really good. There's just not as much hate, and you know, you still get people that will support certain people and uh, decide. Well, I'm bored. I'm on. I'm on the internet. I'm going to send some hate some way. But I mean, on the on mm. the whole. We actually have amazing following, amazing fans, amazing people who watch and support what we do, and it's it's lovely to be part of such a great community. And yeah. uh, I feel very uh, very lucky, I think, to be part of it. Yeah, I will touch on that quickly. To be fair, because like I don't know what you guys, your guys' opinion is of the audience, but I see so much stuff on Twitter where people moan about the audience, and I've got a really, I don't know, a, not I wouldn't even say I'm alone on this, but I feel that. I get that it's a professional sport, but Barry Hearn has built the PDC on being sort of like a party atmosphere. He has. Like, that's what the yeah, sort yeah. of darting culture's like when you go to an event. That's how it is. And there's a lot of people that I do see that moan and say, oh, the lager louts are just going for the drinking. But that is why, you know. I don't think if that culture was there, you know, with a lot of drinking and shouting, I don't think it would appeal to as many people because, let's face it, darts isn't the most action-based sport on the planet. But I think hand-in-hand with what Barry Hearn's done for the PDC, it just works. And it's something that's sort of universally enjoyed by everyone. Like, for example, at the Masters, I took my other half that's not got a massive interest in darts, and she loved it. She loved it. She's not even got a massive interest in darts. But the fact that the atmosphere is there, you know, there's nothing better than watching a 170 go in live. I've never seen a nine dart. Touch wood, hopefully one day I do um, in person. But I've seen a 170 go in. And then the little hairs on the back of your neck when you're there, it's such a weird feeling. Mm. And you're literally watching a bloke throw darts from seven foot nine and a quarter away at a board. It, It blows my mind. Going to the darts is kind of like going to a New Year's party. It doesn't matter whether you know anyone there or not. People are going to jump up and hug you and want to drink and have a good time. It's just the real celebration of going, yeah, okay, we all exist. We're all enjoying this moment together and uh, long may it continue. It's, uh, it is fantastic. 
Yeah. The thing is, say if you go to the football and one team scores, only half the people there cheer. If you're at the darts and someone that's in iron dart, everyone, everyone's up. Yeah, everyone yeah. loves to yeah. see that. There's no divide. I, I, granted, say I, I love Gary Anderson. If he loses, I, you know, I'm a bit like, ah, oh. but then you've got another player that you potentially like or you like to see do well. It's not, you know, Arsenal are out the FA Cup, I'm going to stop watching it. It's, right, these are a lot of good players. I just like darts. Let's go to the next... Let's, you know, cheer on one of the underdogs. Or, That's what you know, I mean. Like that. It's almost a bit like turncoating, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You could be, well, for example, when Phil Taylor was, you know, playing, um, everyone would be going, there's only one Phil Taylor. And if he was playing Peter Wright, in the next breath, people would be shouting, <laughs> yeah. Peter, Peter Wright, Peter Wright. You know what I mean? Like, but I love that. Yeah. It was it was funny because at the, at the Premier League, um, we were all cheering, you know, there's only one Phil Taylor and, and giving it all. He was playing against um, against Peter Wright and then Peter Wright won and he then played against Van Gogh and, and all of the all, all of the fans of Taylor then started supporting Wright and Wright, Wright's gone over like going, yeah, you know, now now you're, you know, you're giving me all of this and now you're supporting me sort of thing. It's like, you know, people do, they chop and change, they move. It's, it's you know, just throw your darts and have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's what I do like about darts. It, it was so funny though because I I was one of those people. I was supporting Phil Taylor in the match against Peter Wright, but then I supported Peter Wright against MVG. So, but yeah. there you go. And I think like with the names and stuff, you know, with Gerwin being the Ice Man, you know, I, I think that adds to it all as well. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if any of you guys were into WWE when you were younger, but That's it's almost oh, yeah, like that yeah, heel and face sort of. Um, you know, with, with Gerwin being like a a heel, you know, being like a baddie, if you like, mm-hmm. it just yeah. adds even more to that, which I don't know about you guys. I totally love it. Yeah, I mean, the thing Commercial is, it was, estab- it? it was established before um, before Barry Hearn um, got got his hands on it with that sort of intros and, and stuff like that, I think. But it's it's grown into even more of that kind of spectacle. And we love it. You know, I love the intros. I love people coming on with a bit. You know, you've got Muffin Man. You've got the, the <laughs> Ted Hanky Count. You've got, um, you know, Frosty Ricky Evans going on and putting on the, um, the mask from uh, the Goonies and uh, Vandenberg doing his dancing, Peter Wright being a spectacle. You know, it's it's great entertainment and that's why it's so accessible for everyone the blokes at the pub that you talk about Ross are the ones that are like oh no he's an idiot he puts wasn't got pink on his air for <laughs> uh, you still get the old hardcore boys that are like, what's, what's he got those trousers on for this isn't what dart should be but when you watch on the telly Peter Wright you love to watch him because when he would I was nearly crying when he dressed up as a grin. Yeah, that was, was good. What is that's this, good. What the is thing this is, tip got people doing, talking also, straight away. Yeah. People were on Twitter. <laughs> that's why he does it. You know, any yeah. publicity is publicity. It's as simple as that. He's a very... If you've ever seen an interview with Peter Wright, he almost talks like a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, like, yeah, he's, he's so quiet. I don't know he? if you know what I mean. Like, he's really quiet and really, like, you know, he doesn't really... You know, because he's not confident. And then sort of when he puts on all the, you know, all the gear, you know what I mean? When he sprays his air, hair and everything it's he becomes this different person and it's it's cool i love it i honestly think that is great it will probably move us into a nice new segment of uh, of what i know you want to talk about as well from 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 yesterday but uh, you've got then your old boys sort of you know we had gary Gary anderson recently saying well you know the game should be you know i he throws 100 i throw 140 he throws 140 i throw 180 and, and you know i think 
as much as I love Gary, I think it's a little bit naive to think like that because uh, I've said it before in pub darts, you know, you will get people if they realise that slowing down their game will affect you, they'll do it. If 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 uh, if they cough and things, you know, and no one picks up on it, they'll they'll do it. And that that stuff exists. I know at the professional level, maybe there needs to be a little bit of monitoring. For example, if Sulovic was to sit there smoking on a pipe while he's waiting, you know, before he then picks up his darts and takes five minutes to get to the board, that's taking the mick. But um, but then you know. So there might be a little bit of policing in that, and that's the old school sort of approach. And then we've got Merv King. Mm. And yeah. I'm going to pause here Merv and allow King. someone else to give their opinion because someone's been very vocal about it recently. Well, I, I did do a oh. video on it um, because it's current affairs, and I thought I just want to see what people think about it. If I'm honest, like I don't hate Mervyn King at all. Like you know, his ability as a dart player. He is fantastic. You cannot take that away from him. More so recently as well. I don't know whether that's anything to do with like the lack of audience or, you know, mm. I, I don't know what's changed him, but he just seems to have turned it up a notch recently, um, you know, with, with his playing and, you know, fair play to him. But mm. it's, I don't get the moaning, man. <laughs> uh, the thing is, well, I, I tweeted about it and I talk about Pythagoras theorem and all that. I've had a similar issue down the pub once, right? The rules in our league are you have to have an Oki you lean against, right? And we had a darts map. And there's that old, do you, is your foot supposed to go, uh, you know, where the line yeah, ends or yeah, where yeah. the where the white bit starts? And then I'm throwing and then two throws in, I, I, I think I've hit like a ton and a 85 or something. Don't it's lie, going to me. Don't lie. You're out of the line. No, no, honestly. <laughs> it was. And it goes, it goes, are you dreaming again? <laughs> you're over the, this is when I was good um, and he's like you're over the line mate I'm like am I where's the where's the hockey bit what, what are you supposed to do he was like this and I was like okay and then um, I'm then finding myself looking down making sure I'm not upsetting this bloke and it, it it put me off a bit to be fair but then when I was standing normally I still won and he was proper like aggy about it but in all honesty like it would have been at least like a baby toe length mm. There's that question, isn't there, Zach? Would he have been moaning if you'd have hit 26s and 45s? Do you know what I mean? This is the thing with Merv King. You know, if he would have missed that double, if he would have missed that, if Rob Cross would have obviously missed that double, would he have moaned? You know, there is that about it. And ugh, I don't know, like, like I say, it's... I said that there's probably, the debate isn't whether Rob broke the rules or not, because if he was ahead, the rules say he should be in line. But the first thing that comes to mind is what in what is there in place to make sure that that player's always on the line? Because he's probably looking down thinking, yeah, I'm in line here, but... Unless he gets yeah, a protractor not... out. And... <laughs> yeah. Like... And also, Rob Cross doesn't strike me as the type, in all honesty, to really, like, you know... He he was so apologetic when he he's done things wrong before. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, Phil, sorry, Phil. You know there was that that whole situation, and uh, and and I I've 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 met him. I you know just from meeting him, he's he's going to be obviously nice and have his public face on, but he just doesn't strike me as the type of person who would who would you know go right. I'm going to step no. across the line and do that. But, yeah, the advantage is very small. That was my argument. Like if some bloke stood three foot nearly, I don't know how what the distance was, three foot out of his normal frame position. Mm. Um, let's say, let's say he was, uh, you know, a, a, a toe or two toes in front of the line. <laughs> He's barely got any advantage. Rules are rules. That's not what I'm debating. But if you're looking behind, if it's me, if I'm Mervyn King... And he's gone that far out and he's still got it. I'm going, bloody hell. 
I, I wouldn't even think about looking where his foot is because he's just putting an absolute belter of a yeah. shot. Fair play to the guy. Clap him off. I'm, what Merv was like, what was Merv? Like 9-3 up or something silly? Like I can't remember. I probably wouldn't even called him up on it if I'm honest. I would have just thought, okay, fair enough. You know, but... No, rules okay. are rules as well. Yeah, rules so are rules. Totally. To be- I totally understand that rules are rules. But like I say, would he have done that if he missed a double 16? Probably not. Hmm. Probably not. Oh. But, it, you know, it, it's over now. He won and he won very well. He he, he oh, played fantastic. Well. He was class. You know, I know Rob Cross hasn't been on top of his game much, you know, for the past, well, since he won the match play, really, was it? He hasn't really done a hell of a lot since, you know. And his, his throw actually but, isn't too bad, so it's a little bit more surprising, the dip, as opposed to the Asp, who has such a mm. such a sort of lean and, and, and things. And I feel that he... I feel that when he... You know, I'm, I'm not trying to take away from him. I think he's a great player, but there is fault in his technique... Um, with that lean that maybe with the adrenaline he's able you know that sort of when you're when you've got a lot of adrenaline sometimes it hones in and allows you to find that sweet spot you know so with the audience and everything there maybe that's why he really really picked up last year and did well and why he's maybe not quite found it as much now because he doesn't have that kind of um, adrenaline running through him and helping him sort of pick up that sweet spot he needs to work on his technique a little bit more I think um, you know that there's me criticising as an amateur player and you can see the players who have great technique it's the simplicity of simply being able to have a good stance that keeps you nice and solid um, the pullback the extension and you can see the pros when they're you know nearly all of them have that full extension and uh, and uh, with this sort of leaning forwards and backwards, you're constantly creating another variable to contend with. Yeah, yeah, and Asp is, is very prominent, isn't it? Like, it's mm. something that you can't not see. You know, yeah, it's yeah. very, yeah, very... Yeah. There's, a, there's definitely, like, a huge jerk there, isn't there, really? Yeah, I mean, Henderson is an, Henderson's another one that you can see. He has a real sort of forward he motion has, and stuff. But his is more, more rhythmic, isn't it? Like, it yeah. is, yeah, like, yeah. If you watch Henderson play, you can see sort of when he's going to let go of the dart and it almost mm. sort of makes sense. I yeah, don't know yeah. if you guys yeah. know what I mean. Like as he does rock, it's there. But then yeah, one yeah, day, yeah. one day, if he's excited, if he's excited, maybe his rock's slightly faster or slightly longer, you know, it's, it's another variable. So the, the best throws are the throws that you look at where they, you can see that their whole body is nice and still. It's only their arm moving and it's, it's the aim, the, the, the pullback and the extension and it works so beautifully and you see it and you just sit there going, it looks so easy. But what about Chizzy? Chizzy's... Yeah, yeah. Chizzy, well, this is what, what it is. Sometimes those things that they're overcompensating for are the things that make them good. I think if they stop that, they wouldn't be the players they were because it's become it's become their routine. Like, like I think Asp's slightly different because his tends to be inconsistent. It's not something that you say, oh, that's part of his throw. It almost looks... I mean, at times, Asp looks dark tight to see it. Mm, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. I agree with uh, that. Because he, he goes to he goes to throw and he's sometimes jerked too early and he's like, right, I've got to reset up. And it's hard to watch. I agree that if he was to if he was to stop it, he wouldn't be the player that he is now. But that that yeah. that doesn't take away from the fact if you went back to the beginning before he like when he first started and taught him the basics, he would he would, you know, learn that way. Because you can learn a bad technique and get used to it and still be good. Yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah, to make mental. it easy for yourself if you've only just started darts, get the basics right from the start and your life is just going to be a lot easier. I agree. And I think like when we were talking about Rob Cross and Merv King, like Rob Cross's technique, there's something about it, isn't there? I don't know what you guys think, but just I, I really like his technique. I think yeah, it's a simple. really nice, simple throw that 
works, obviously. His he's snap a, looks so he's, flashy, he's a former world champion. It does. It's, it looks silky at the Worlds. When he won the Worlds, it was so smooth. Now it looks a little bit more jerky. It mm. looks a little bit forced at times. Mm. His timing must be so hard to get right, but it was just everything was there at the Worlds, and it was like, wow. It was so nice to watch. Mm. I, I literally went... Because of Rob Cross, I started going for double 18s and it's now my favourite double. Purely based on watching Rob Cross because I was like, well, I'm going to have a go at that. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That's a nice double. Mm. That's he my favourite double now. He's good on it as well. Mm. And it's it's a shame that he's lost form. I mean, it is. But another player that's lost form, Michael Smith. What's going on yeah. there? He is really struggling. Again, yeah. like Michael Smith, as someone I really like, like as, as a... You know, dude, he's he's pretty grounded as well, humble. But I just, I don't know what's going on with him. I think that he is one of the most gifted players. I mean, to be honest, against Adrian Lewis, Adrian Lewis was just like, I'm not bothered. He looked good. Mark Smith didn't really do much wrong against Adrian Lewis, other than maybe just a bit of scoring. He had to take out those 170s, the 132, the... The, what was the other 150 as well they had to go because Adrian Lewis was pretty far pretty far ahead I think in those legs mm. um, I think the issue with Michael Smith is that he takes it very personally a loss I think he sees as a dent rather than a potential a, a chance to improve on something mm. I think he takes a dent and then it's there and he's thinking about it for a while until that dent's gone uh, he struggles to get rid of it. Whereas players like Van Gerwen, Van Gerwen takes a loss. He's like, well, yeah, I know what I need to do next time. I'm going to work on it. Whereas I feel like Michael Smith in his head's going, can't believe it, can't believe it. For probably good, a good while after he's lost. There's, and- there's, t- there's definitely, for, for me, there's two elements to Michael Smith that would help his success, I think. His, his throw is by far one of the most naturally and beautiful, you know, relaxed throws. However, yeah. that doesn't mean it's perfect. I do think that if he had a slight more, um, a slight, a slight more, uh, ex- you know, that finish extension, because it just needs to be like throw it, throw it, throw it. If he had a little bit more de- definite sort of thing for each dart, he looks like he can't be bothered to be there. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, just like does. I'm up here, it just, does. just Can there be you go. Yeah. And it's easy, yeah. and it's it, and people see it and think it's frustrating. But so there's that element, which I think if he just sharpened up that a little bit, that would just tighten up a little bit more of his technique element and the second bit is and I don't want this to sound bad if he does watch this I think he'll probably understand hopefully what uh, what, what what I mean by it but he needs to be stronger mentally um, and he, he you says know, that I, I don't I don't mean to say that he is mentally weak and he's just a weak person that's not what I'm saying at all he needs to have that that strength uh, going forwards and like you say Zach he takes that personally it's a dent but you know working with someone to have that confidence in your own ability that if I'm not winning I'm learning attitude you know I know Matt talks about it Matt Edgar talks about it a lot on his channel um he needs that and he needs to he can't fake it he has to find it don't give Edgar a free plug he's doing all right for himself <sighs> yeah let's cut that <laughs> cut, cut that, cut that. <laughs> um, uh but yeah he he you can't fake it. You can't go to this and go, I'm going to learn it and, and I'm, I'm spilling it, you know, I'm talking about what someone else has told me. He has to feel it in himself. Mm-hmm. You know, self-confidence is important. The game that said to me that Michael Smith was struggling was against Glenn Durant in the Premier League and he, you, you saw him on camera go, how has this guy beaten me? Yeah. That's the wrong, that's the wrong thing it to is, say in head. Obviously, you can't control what you think, mm. but it should be, right, what do I do to beat this guy? Not, how has this guy beaten me? Yeah. I know it's a cliche, but 
uh, you hear it all the time from commentators, but you literally need to play the board. And I feel that Michael Smith's probably got it in his head that he's is is more bothered about beating the player. I know obviously that's the idea mm. of the game, but I think if he took it a step back and actually thought about it that way rather than right, I've got to out throw him every time. If he just chills, goes back and just actually plays the board. I, I, I disagree with that, you know. Do you? I disagree with I disagree with playing the board hundred percent. I you think do. I, I, a lot of people say don't even look at what they're throwing, but I think darts is all about reactions. Mm. I, I think there's so many players out there that don't play the board and are successful because of that. Gary's one of them. If someone hits a ton forty, he's looking to hit a one eighty. Yeah, yeah. If someone hits a ton, like you said, that's what darts is about. You match the other player. Playing the board takes the you're almost saying to yourself, don't learn to deal with pressure don't feel the pressure of the other player which is what darts should be about you should feel the pressure and take those chances so i'm actually someone that disagrees with play the board but i think play the board works in a sense of don't get nervous because you're playing a player if you play if you're the world number 32 and you're playing the world number one you probably don't want to think you're playing the world number one you want to think i'm just playing darts whereas that sense i think it works but in a normal sense i think you should play the player and react to what they're doing but not put pressure on yourself to React. It's very complex. And yeah, I think that's the top of the aren't I think yeah. he puts too much pressure on himself. And I think yeah. if he did just take that step back a little bit, then he could work on that after. I think a lot yeah. of it with darts, you've said this before, Mark, is going back to the fundamentals. Mm. And I mm. think that's probably one side of his game that he really does need to look at. But who knows? Hopefully he does recoup some form. But I think that... Um, match that he lost in the world championship what was his name Jason Lowe he played was it Jason Lowe Uh, I believe so Jason Lowe played yeah I think it was Jason Lowe Yeah, yeah. I think that might have been a bit of a straw that broke the camel's back because he was struggling there you could tell by his like how he was vocally that there was something not quite right with him and I don't know whether losing to someone who's low on the order of merit you know maybe I kind just... of feel like if those two merged together they'd be a hell of a player because Jason Lowe doesn't look like anything bothers him like it, it, Jason Lowe could hit a nine dar and just go oh cool and then back to the next throw if he misses a double he might pull a little bit of a face but you can't really tell what he's doing whereas Michael Smith you could probably hear him see his body language as a player when Madgas says this to me at the time he the reason he hates online darts is because he struggles to see body language you can't see what they're feeling mm. when you see that in a match you want to pounce on it you want to be a little you want to be a snake in the grass as soon as they go oh I can't believe it you're going right this is where I kill him mentally <laughs> and uh, he doesn't feel like he can win the game that's what you want to do I think the thing is also, you can see it's really evident when, when Michael Smith's throwing well. I feel like he throws them that little bit harder. It's just that more confident, more more definite. But you can yeah. see in his face, he's like, yeah, come on, I'm doing it now. And he's, he's almost geeing yeah. himself up. But because of the fact that he has these, these, these demons in the back, as soon as he misses something then... Instead of it affecting him just a little bit and, you know, pick up, it, he, he does have a drop and it, it it's so evident and he just needs that strength. And he needs he needs to work with someone, I think, just to try and change his mindset a bit. 
You know, I, I, I spoke a, a while back about about mental health during lockdown and all of these things. You know, there's nothing, nothing wrong at all in in asking for help where you need it. You know, the strongest people in the world will work on their strengths and make those stronger and, and they'll look at their weaknesses and look to make them not weaknesses anymore. You know, that's what he needs to do. And, uh, you know, I wish him all the best doing it because I like seeing when he's throwing well. It's so nice to see. It is, and I think is he seeing a sports psychologist at the moment? A psychiatrist. People, th- people think that he I'll is, keep, but you know, yeah. there's, there's lots of stuff in the background that you you don't know about. So you don't let's, know. Let's That's hope. the thing. Like I don't want to speculate, but I think by seeing someone like that would definitely help him. Just deal. I thought that happened when he won his event that he'd been seeing someone because he came back really. You know, he looked like he'd changed, but I think he's had a dip. So I don't know whether he fired them, fired them or not. But uh, get him back on board or uh, whatever you were doing, keep doing it. Right, I'm going to move on to another segment now, boys. We've spoken about the R pros. Um, <laughs> is there anything that you guys have been working on in particular this week with your darts? Personally, myself. I've not really thrown a dart this week and I did play in my GDL league and thank God I actually won it. Um, not the league, just one game. Woohoo, yeah, first game in GDL. <laughs> I was going to quit it because I just thought, what's the point in paying six quid a month to lose every week? But um, Weak I'm, mentally. Um, yeah. Go and see yeah, someone. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I need to go get it. That's me, yeah, saying, yeah, more because we need to do this. Yeah, I need to go sort myself up before worrying about others. But no, um, is there anything like in particular you guys have been working on like in your practice? Is there any new routines or anything? Like, like I say, this week I've not really done much of that, but I've actually had like a little itinerary sort of sent to mm. me by a chap uh, who's a subscriber called Shane Weeks. Appreciate that, oh, mate. Oh, yeah, that's Shane. Um, he sent me a, um, a little practice plan, which I'm actually going to try from Monday and just see how I get on. Ooh, My GDL nice. game, I think I averaged something like 50 four I think so it's nothing spectacular at all but I, I just wondered if there's anything that you guys are particularly focusing on in your oh. game or any sort of practice routines that you can obviously the guys listening to this can sort of take on board uh, in terms of my darts my biggest well one of my biggest problems I've got two main issues with my throw one of them is my elbow is so bad at dropping like I lose so much power in my throat because my, my elbow drops and I really struggle so what I've been doing I've got a portable dart stand, right? And what I've been doing is putting that at elbow level and just getting used to following through up. That's a good And idea. Just, just try not to... I don't want to rely on having something there as a reason not to drop. So I'm just keeping it up above. And if I feel it touch it... I heard, because I've researched this a lot, apparently archers, um, to stop their bow from dropping, they used to put arrows underneath their elbow. So obviously they get a, they get stabbed. If they the drop their elbow. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'll try I read with darts, about it. Giant dart. Yeah, yeah. Like every time you drop um, your elbow, you stab yourself. There is a guy who does giant was darts. A... We, we could try and yeah. maybe make yeah, them into yeah. stands. Yeah. And it, it... <laughs> yeah, and that was that was my sort of mentality of it. I'm just trying to get used to following, because it's a, such a weird feeling when you've thrown like that for a while. But that's when what I've talked about. You can get used to a bad technique. And you know, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm not yeah, being. Yeah. Ru- I'm trying. I hope I'm not being rude in saying it's a bad thing. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not. It's not standard and not easy because you've got another variable. Yeah. Same as Glenn Durant does. His, so he does his power, aim yeah. and then brings the whole thing down and goes. He's got used to it to a yeah. really good level. So you know. Well, to be fair, that's. I feel like that's a separate part. I feel like Glenn's dropping is a setup, and then he's that's his throw that bit after. Mm. Whereas mine is I'm throwing and then I've dropped and I've, I've pinged it. And uh, yeah, that's probably been my main thing really, but. I saw something interesting from Steve Brown, JDC, 
they had a little, I think it was a Chinese lad, and he was playing for three months, practicing approaching the hockey and throwing without even throwing a dart for three months. Yeah, I saw that. That is insane. Just so he could get his technique right before he even picked up a dart. And I was like, wow, that's that could be the future of darts. As in, before you've even thrown a dart, get the technique right. I'd, Wayne Mardle was against say, it. Did you see Wayne Mardle's comment? What was that? He said, doesn't look like fun to me. Yeah, I, I agree. But, I mean, we know that in some you know some cultures yeah it's not about fun it's, it's about, about getting results yeah, yeah. and that's it's that's about, exactly it isn't it and uh, well it should that should be about fun but you know i i think with some academies and stuff academies have to produce results mm-hmm. there's going to be elements of darts where you're gonna have to put the slog in and maybe it's not as fun mm-hmm. uh obviously you want to make your practice rooms as fun as possible but it's it could I'm not saying it can't always be fun, but sometimes when you're working on something that you're rubbish at, it's hard. Yeah, It isn't fun because you know you're not missing, but over time it will become fun. I think if you're Um, turning up to an academy, though, and throwing for three months without throwing a dart, that's maybe to the extreme levels. And like you say, from a cultural point of view, there there are countries out there that will do that and they'll get great success and things out of it. But, you know, trying to, you know, we are playing a game. Um, to some people yeah. it won't be a game to some people it's a professional a profession it's a living etc but you know maybe maybe doing that as an exercise within what you're doing and still allowing the kids to have fun because there's um, I'll segue off very slightly there's a film I think called Innocent Minds that's on Netflix at the moment which is a it, it's a it's um, been renamed from the film um, Finding Bobby or Searching for Bobby Fisher Bobby Fisher was a professional uh, chess player now oh, this yeah. young boy is incredibly incredibly good at chess and his dad realizes it and really really pushes him and this will this will be, this is a spoiler if you're going to watch it but you know I don't care I'm, I'm giving you an example <laughs> and it's a good film to uh, watch I love how you're giving Netflix a free plug as well that's Edgar <laughs> yeah. I'm else? trying to get the you know yeah, I mean? we get the sponsorship of Boxing Boys <laughs> <laughs> we'll be picked up by the end of the show but um, but no no seriously um, he, he pushes he pushes his kid so much so that his kid feels like to lose is, 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 is the end of the yeah. world and he doesn't enjoy what he's doing anymore and his father finds the balance and goes look go out there to win for you if you win you win if you lose you lose and it's that kind of element in a child that can be so damaging to you as a person as well so i can understand wayne's wayne's side to it and i can also understand the benefits and and the high performance um uh, results that you get out of, of doing things like that so it's, you, you've got yeah. to have that kind of balance but i i completely agree that actually having the practice of of technique of throwing something without it being there i do that sometimes just to make sure i've got my arm in and i'm actually fully extended otherwise i do this and then yeah. the rest of it, it's like I've let go and I've left my hand there and go, oh, I've got to finish it. So there are definitely benefits to it. What about you, Mark, then? What have you been doing? Have you been using any practice routines or anything? Or is there anything like with your throw that you've been focusing on? To be fair, this week, I got my custom darts um, that Zach, uh, Zach and I looked at uh, and designed. Mm-hmm. And- Did you? Yeah, I I've hardly mentioned that at all. If you go on social media, there might be a couple of bits on it if you look in the in the background. But I've I've been very discreet. Oh, we, we had a good laugh about this, didn't we, Matt? Like, we especially with Call of Duty, because obviously there's they took some time to do, which is understandable, seeing the design of them. Didn't realise the like detail that went into them was so yeah. intricate, and you know everything that's gone on with, you know that getting it from 
where it was to a complete finished product like product has taken a mm. bit of time um and you were itching as soon as they come into the uk you were itching in like to get them weren't you i, and I, I wanted said to zach like yeah. that he should send them by hermes on a five to seven day pass <laughs> and just to make it you know even longer just to make it that they never turn up right because <laughs> you were every every bit of background for the guys like listening or watching um we were like playing on Warzone and we were just winding mark up like mad because every day be like, where my dats? Where my dats? And we just winded you up, weren't we, Mark? But yeah, you, that, you were like a, loves a good sweet shot when it turned up, weren't you? Yeah, when, I, when the old Royal Mail bloke come and knock, knocked on the old door, <laughs> you couldn't believe you looked, could you? Honestly, like, it's it's such a weird thing. And no one will get as much, you know, it'll make sense. No one will get as much enjoyment about the custom darts as the person who's receiving those custom darts. Yeah. And it could have gone very, very wrong. You know, we I, I've put, you know, quite a reasonable amount of money into it. Um, it's been a lot of time, and if it had have come out wrong, you know, there's there's no fault of Zach's. We've designed exactly what we wanted to do, and they they're made. And but they came. I think the thing is because I had a very very clear idea about what I wanted and what works for me. That helped Zach to you know put those those features and those things together. And um, you know, I was I was a tiny bit fussy in a few bits from from an aesthetic point of view, um, which which um, Zach just sorts out simply but i felt like i was constantly pestering but to get the finished product and then when it turned up i was like wow and wow. no yeah. one will get as much enjoyment as that person I've they were them very unique they are and they they they've got so many elements and cuts and things in them that make them really really a good grippy dart very uh, the balance i mean this is one thing that um zach will will hopefully be able to give a little bit of light on but they could have turned out and maybe the balance was all over the place and it's like heavy at the back and the tail's going down. But Zach looked at these things and makes sure, you know, I said, where is the centre of gravity on this? He's able to tell me where that dart is, is, yeah. is balanced from the middle. So it's not just going, look, that's pretty, that's how it looks, put two holes in the end, send it off. He looks at where the centre of gravity is, how much they need to drill out to make sure that that percentage of tungsten works and all of those different elements. And they've turned up and, you know, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm looking into whether I can get a few made and whether I can get them out to people, but I don't have to be biased about it. It's not a product at the moment. It's just my darts. And I am saying that for me, they work absolutely beautifully. Mm. The, the, the the areas that didn't work with previous darts have all been corrected. We've put all of those components together. It's balanced beautifully. It's well-weighted. It's gripped. And for me, that's what I've done this week is I've thrown my darts a lot yeah. and really, really enjoyed them. I haven't even done the video for them yet. I'll have to uh, get that <laughs> done at some point, but I've, I've just enjoyed them and that's it. So, so anything that. in particular? like with a plan or anything were you playing 501 were you you know doing a bit of bobs 27 were you working on round o'clock doubles was there anything you were particularly doing or just literally having a throw yeah i, I did gdl i did a cup match which uh which i lost which was my first uh game with the darts and to be fair they threw I, I threw the same average as i've been throwing with the other ones so i've got used to them quite quickly and it's the same problem that i've had which is my doubling my scoring was really heavy i was ahead in most of them so this is what i've started to do for the end of this week is do round the world doubles and really spending some time on focusing on that it's it's important game i've, I've also not going to plug it too much but 
um, I've got a game called Marker 88, which I have on my YouTube channel as well, which is trying to get me to practice putting one outside and then going into that double because I've put too many on the inside and I really have punished myself massively. Double five has been an absolute nightmare for me. I've been going double five and I go on the inside and that's another wasted dart preparing to, to get to another double. So I use the Marker 88 simply to be on the right side of the wire. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, so you can't blame Zach for your GDL loss then, no? <laughs> no, no. I, I won my league game. I, I did a league game yesterday and I won that and uh, it's, it's, it's they're beautiful. I'm really happy with them. That's good, <laughs> mate. Now they look really cool. The thing with it is, is I'll touch on what Mark was saying, is that I see a lot of posts where people are like, oh, I've got custom-made darts, so didn't get on with them. The, the the advantage where I think I have and where coming to me is is good, I'm not trying to advertise oh, myself right. here. Netflix, Edgar, <laughs> Thornton Darts, <laughs> bloody the game that Mark's just mentioned, you know, free of charge. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you want to plug in on this podcast, feel free because we'll just do it anyway. Oh, I'm joking. Sorry, Zach. Yeah, and watch, and watch the watch the interview. Um, yes, that not the interview. The the video yesterday that you made about Merv King as well. Did we drop that one in? I think we did. <laughs> nah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Someone yeah, when you plug it, yeah? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say it is that the amount of people that say they don't go on with customers because, like Mark said about the balance, they just don't understand it. The amount of people that come to me and they'll say, right, on the exact same dart, but I want a one millimeter scallop, put twenty mil along the dart. And I'm like, okay, you do realise you're going to lose about two grams off the dart here. And they go, oh, oh, and that's going to change where your balance point is. And whereas not everyone, when they get custom-made darts, knows that. Yeah. They, I, I didn't, if like- I'm honest. When when Mark just said then about, I didn't realise you could do that in software. I thought that was just something yeah. that once you've designed it, it's sort of, you know, post it being designed you just sort of know like oh okay because of how this has been designed i didn't realize that that's, that's yeah, wicked. yeah this is the this is the things that i think where i, I become useful is because i can give people more of an insight I, I mean everyone likes to make their sketches i mean if people want to get darts made by just doing a sketch that's fine but the advantage i think of of coming to me is that i can help people with this i've experienced it myself I've been, you know, I've done a lot of darts now. Obviously, with the Loxley boys, I've had some in production that I've been able to test and learn from. And I think that's the advantage. And like I say, the amount of custom darts you see reselling is probably because they haven't understood the changes that they've added to the dart. They say, right, okay, put a scallop on the back. But then they've they've lost the balance point. It's you know lighter. It feels like a completely different thing. And that's what I try and do with everyone that I work with is just make sure that it doesn't feel like a different dart as such where I can anyway if I'm honest I didn't know really much about balance points I mean I've been throwing we'll, we'll get onto this actual as a next sort of subject yeah, yeah, my yeah. next subject was going to be what are you guys throwing at the moment but I'll, I'll this this goes in hand in hand sort of thing I didn't know until recently where I actually got a set of Nathan Aspinall's how you know the weight where the weight is distributed makes any difference until I threw the Aspinals and you know they're a front weighted dart and it completely changes the trajectory of like everything how the dart enters the board how it leaves your hand and I didn't realize until I had them how important that is you know and to have that whilst you're designing I can imagine that just being fantastic it's almost you know how they're going to throw even before you've 
got them. You know, which yeah. is I mean, awesome. to an extent, yeah. I mean, because in my ideal scenario, what I'd love to be able to do is I, I never say that I get it right first time for everyone. I mean, you see my videos on Aaron Beanie on uh, Matt Edgar. We don't get it right all the time first time. That's why people get prototypes. Obviously, when you've got custom darts, it's very hard to do that. But as much as I can, I try and give people a good estimation of roughly how these darts are going to feel. Are they going to feel the same as your old darts? Are you going to have to make them thicker to compensate for a loss of weight somewhere? Things like that, and um, it's just little little details that uh, I just think make a dart good. Um, people say pick up a dart, never change, but if you throw in a certain way, like you said there, front weighted, that might suit your throw slightly better depending on how you throw. I mean, someone like oh, let me think of a player, JB Hughes. His darts sit real upright. If when he started his career, he happened to have a dart that was not as favoured towards a bit of front weighting, he might be a completely different player. He might have missed out on having the dart that maybe suited him slightly better. So I don't agree to an extent of the Peter Wright tinkle all the time, mm. but I do agree that when you're first maybe starting out, just try the basic range of shapes and grips and then work out roughly where you sit. I've, so, I've touched yeah. on I've touched on this a few times as well. I don't know whether it was in videos or I think I did an interview with uh, Atomic Darts, and I think we we touched on it there. But I I have quite a scientific approach to most things. For example, if I'm looking at buying a new TV, I do a lot of research into it. So I'll go right. Okay, what are the best three brands in the market? What's the price ranges? What can I afford? Can I get any you know closer towards you know try and get them to match effectively? I'm like um, that as well, Matt. But it's called being tight. <laughs> yeah we, we we know this we, <laughs> you, get, you get that with darts you know you do get that with darts huh you do get that with darts there will be people that will say i will physically not spend more than 20 pound on darts yeah, i will yeah, not yeah. spend more than 25 and that, that's just the way people are like you know you might not always get the best quality but at the same time there are darts just as good at 95 pound as there is at 15 pound exactly that's yeah, the yeah, beauty yeah. of it I didn't start darts until I've been playing now for five years. And when I first started, I bought a lot of different things. And my, mm. my, my favorite dart, the dart I was throwing was a Phil Taylor dart. So it was a very, very bomb style. And, um, but I still played around with straight barrels. I played around with a straight heavy, like a 25 gram, um, Gary Anderson. I then, I think it was the phase two, which had the two rings on it or the, the phase three that had two rings on it. Sorry. Um, and yeah. you know, it was a great dart. I thought it was one of the best straight barrel ring grip darts. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I, I then moved on to playing around with Asian Lewis and, uh, Rob Cross darts, which I was like, these, these are really, I, I like straight barrels, but I'm not too sure whether I like having a high tail in the board, which is typically how they went because I've been so so used to having um, flat entry into the board with the um, with the Phil Taylors, but then I started to throw them more and more, and really liked having that open space by having the tail up. I can actually throw right into it and clatter into it, mm. as opposed to the stacking element, which um, which you know it just it's a different feel. If I go from if I'm throwing something 24 grams or more, I want to be in a barrel uh, in a, in a bomb shape. If I'm throwing 23 grams or lower, I want a straight barrel. It's weird, yeah. And it's and it's such it's, some people go. I guarantee you can't tell the difference between 23 gram and 24. I guarantee you I can. Yeah, yeah. 
You know, once once you've played around with enough darts, you can, you know, some people can get really, really sensitive to these things. So my sweet spot is that 23 grams, and that's what we've gone with for, the, for these ones. And um, it- I do think people get tied up with their weights, though. Like, for quite mm. a while, I was throwing 23 grams, and mm-hmm. then I was gifted a set from a chap that um, I used to work with him, and he moved to St. Lucia. He met a lady, and they just both emigrated over there. And he had a set of darts from, I believe, the mid to late 80s. Zach might be able to help me out with identifying them, actually. But I weighed them, and they were something like 18 gram. And I had a throw with them, and I thought, are oh, they going to be way too light? And because I was so sort of stuck on the idea of, I only throw 23s, I only throw 23s, mm-hmm. anything else is going to be so different. Like, I threw them and they felt lovely, man. Honestly, they felt amazing. Yeah. Um, they leave your hand differently, you know. That What I find with a lighter dart is you actually have to put some follow-through into it. There's If you don't, then they're going to drop low. And yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm like that. Like before, I would only throw 23 gram darts. And now I'm personally at the moment throwing the Aspen, which I'm really enjoying actually at the moment. I don't know whether it's the front weight, but they're actually a gram lighter than what I usually throw. And yeah, I think yeah. sometimes it is okay to be flexible with the weight that you throw. I don't know if I've you gone, feel the same, I've, I've gone I've gone from a 20 gram to a, a 23. My match darts were yeah. 20 grams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I But this is the thing is I was throwing a 20 gram solo generation three dart um, Swiss point really loved the grip and it felt so comfortable. It felt like this would be great if it was in 23 grams, the Lewis um, silica darts were 23 grams. So if I'm playing badly, I switch over to the Lewis and I find that the weight was helping. So that's why it came to that combination of sort of having a similar sort of grip type um, as, as that, but then moving across to having the weight and stuff as well. So there's, there's, there's a few different elements, but like you say, I went over to Amsterdam and threw an 18 gram um, soft tip conversion uh, Barney dart. I think it was his, the gold, silver, and black iconic sort of phase five. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and I threw that as a conversion tip dart, and I was absolutely smashing it, but my technique was so much better as well, because like you say, I think you have to put the effort in with the technique with the lighter dart. So I kind of use it to get my technique in and then go to the heavier. (laughs) The lighter darts are easier to get wrong, I find, so you have to to throw properly. Mm. I think, this isn't strictly true, but... um, I think part of Ryan's success is the weight of his darts because heavier darts are a bit more forgiving. Mm. For example, the way I like to think of it is if you've got something that's really light falling through the air and something that's quite heavy, if you get a bit of wind, that change of what those two things will do, the heavier thing will probably be less affected Mm. and the lighter thing will, you know, more likely to blow away somewhere. That's how Mm. I sort of envision it. So those small changes. So you reckon there's less less margin for error with a lighter dart than there is a heavier dart? Uh, No, I'd I'd say there's more margin for error in a lighter dart. Uh, There's less, there's less, it's hard to explain, but I find that heavier darts are more forgiving with slight, slight, 
inconsistencies. That's my personal yeah. opinion. I don't have any data to back that up. No, I but, it, but it, um, it makes some sort of scientific sense, doesn't it, that that would yeah. be the case in the example you've just given. I, I wonder if you guys experienced this as well. I went through a phase a couple of years ago, especially, that come winter I'd throw a heavier dart because my hands are so cold. With heavier, I can feel what I've got on my hand, whereas the lighter, mm. I just yeah, I, I don't, and I kind of, it goes all over the place. But I, mean, I don't want to be the uh, devil's advocate there, Mark, but I think that just might be your age, mate. <laughs> it could be my age, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. No, but I, I, that would make sense as I'm well. I'm a teenager, though, according totally. to some people. I think Austin said that I'm a teenager, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, joking aside, I, I think that would, that makes some sort of sense as well, you know. When when your hands are cold, you're more likely to feel something that's heavier. Do you, do you have any, um, do you have any, like, um god what's the word what, quirks any, any do you have yeah yeah well quirks those you know you, you have anderson all sort of like he always touches the hockey with his foot and then goes down but do you have any like pre-match sort of things do you have a, a lucky pair of boxer shorts or anything you wear or <laughs> just drink as much as possible as quickly as possible before the game starts i think <laughs> i'm gonna sink as many pints as i can before i get get on to calm the nerves a little bit um joking <laughs> at, uh, not really not really. Um, I did in a live stream ages and ages ago. I believe another plug coming up, Matador Darts. <laughs> this yeah, one's for you, guys, mate. Uh, but no, Matador Darts done a video on um, why dart players use different flight colours, which was really interesting concept. Like yeah. It wasn't until I realised and sort of watched that video that I noticed players doing it. Yeah. And um, he said about that Ricky, I think it was Ricky Evans using two different coloured flights for concentration but I tried yeah. it with stems and I've sort of just kept that um, I, meant, I, I but, mentioned the same with Matt Edgar he does the same what he does the he same calls it, well. he calls it mental distraction because it, when he looks at them he, he notices that they're odd and that's something to think about and it's just a mental distraction from what's going on. That's if crazy. you're under pressure, you can look at these things and be distracted for a moment and not think about not think about what you're if you're in trouble in the leg, you just look down and go, oh, all right, blue, red, blue. Uh, Matt also says he likes to order them yeah. in his hand. So if he's took them out the board, he'll then reorder them in his hand, look at his flights, make sure they're straight, and then he's back throwing. Doesn't matter what they scored, mm. he's just throwing now. So that, That's the only one for me, Mark. I don't know whether Zach does anything weird. I, I tend to shuffle into position. I'm very conscious about my stance these days. Uh, I only notice it, I don't have a solid hockey at home, but as soon as I'm at the pub and there's a solid hockey, I'm kicking it. I kick it yeah. a few times yeah, make sure and then so. do a little shuffle to get in the position and then I'm ready. Uh, that's probably my only sort of idiosyncrasy. Really. I had a uh, Super League player that I spoke to, I can't remember what his name was now, who plays around here, and he recommended to me that well, what he does, and I actually observed him doing this, when he walks to the hockey, he doesn't look at his feet. He just is focused from as soon as he's... Like, you know, the other player's taking a darts out of the board. As soon yeah. as he's walking towards the hockey, he has his eyes on the board and he's not looking anywhere else. So mm. he is actually, like Zach says, using his foot to guide where he is because he's just focusing dead on that triple 20. I've got to remember, I've got to think what his name is, but he's a hell of a player. He plays Super League and he's fantastic around this sort of area. But he, he said that he does that for concentration, which is, I suppose that makes sense because you're forever looking at, the target the whole time i've found that in a in a pub if i can't approach it straight on so i've got my opponent in front of me they're throwing i'm looking at what i want to throw at and i then walk straight up to it so i have that more purpose and and definite definite sort of thing 
that can sometimes wind me up. But other than that, really, and that doesn't bother me hugely. I'll still deal with it, but I've found that I'm more comfortable doing that. That's my more a preferred approach, I think. But it can sometimes like throw me slightly off because I'm used to seeing it because I can get that kind of approach most of the time. I hate wide open spaces because, for example, on the dev tour, everything's channeled. Everything's now my my room, my darts room is quite channeled. It's just one room. When I then into one board on a massive wall, I'm sort of like, well, it feels this feels so different. You kind of gauge in the space in the room a bit, and you're like, well, that's my only little like makes me feel a bit weird. So. Or too low ceilings. I hate that. <laughs> so what are you guys throwing at the moment? Because I'm I know I touched on it earlier, but I'm throwing a set of the generation one uh Nathan Aspinalls. Cause obviously he's got some new ones that are coming out soon. However you guys can see. Um, I might be a bit out of focus, but yeah. I'm throwing those with a set of Harrow's Lance. Are they Lance points, I think? The Lance. Yeah, yeah. I think they're Lance. And I've got a set of the old darts clearance stems, which are You said you got different blue, colours, blue, right? Purple. Nice. What's that? Like it? Yeah, like I said, like like similar to how um, in Matador's video, and then just to set the um, strong dance clearance pink flights. I've always used them flights, and they've always been fantastic. I think you get thirty for about one ninety nine. So I've always used them because oh, they're yeah. really like strong. Yeah, um, they're very but, popular. They are good, but what what are you guys throwing? What are you throwing, Zach, at the moment? Well. Uh, I am throwing prototypes of my own Loxley darts. Uh, uh, not another plug, man. Come on. <laughs> this is a joke. <laughs> this isn't a podcast. This is absolutely You asked me what I'm throwing. Change I'm telling you. Should we change the show to plug in a bed? <laughs> yeah, plug in a bed. That makes more sense. Oh. Nah, I'm only, keep, I'm only keep that to that. yourself, Mark. What's in your bed, mate? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm throwing my own uh, prototype darts. They're pretty much... I used to throw... My main dart is a Phil Taylor Phase 2 Unicorn dart. And, and that's uh, not a I've bomb, that's a straight of, barrel, right? It's a straight barrel, and uh, I don't know if you can see him here anyway. Uh, and I've, it's basically just a straight barrel, standard sort of wing, ring grip. And towards the back end where I grip, I've actually put some very small cuts up the barrel. Sick. Uh, obviously, I designed them myself. And uh, just so when I twist them, I could twist them in my hand, and I know I'm in the right place. That's a good so idea. if I twist it anywhere on the barrel... These aren't big enough to feel different on the actual grip. I can't feel any added push or anything like that. But when I twist my fingers, I know I'm in the right place. That's if good. I'm so struggling. rather than having to cut away weight by having a scallop in there, you've just developed something that's basically an add-on as such. A, a very, very small little feature just to help me. Because sometimes with straight barrels that are, are very uniform, it's so hard to remember that exact position. That's usually that's the advantage wicked. of a scallop. And mm. uh yeah, and then I've just got some easy L-style flights on there. Awesome. Um, love L-style. I've been uh, throwing with those. Well, in all honesty, for ages, I've just been using the um, the Loxley stuff because obviously they um, help me out with equipment. And uh, to be honest, L-style are a bit expensive, but it's they been are. my birthday recently and uh, people bought me some. So, Aww. Was that your girlfriend? It wasn't. It was uh, her aunt and her sister, actually. Oh, bless. Two That's good, though. Decent. And then good I got presents, some, yeah. And nice. I've just stuck some normal Loxley intermediate stems on. So. Nice. Nice. Are they available to purchase soon, Zach? You might as well plug them as well. Uh, not <laughs> yet. We're actually working on a... I'm potentially... They're black-coated at the minute, but I'm, we're thinking about making them uh, plain silver okay. uh, with the colours and then possibly having another weight so they're a bit more affordable that way no, as well so. no, so no make them black with, with, the, with gold rings like your uh, like your, your logo <laughs> they'll sell love it uh.
yeah, but there's that there's that pros and cons of art. I don't want to be charging people too much for my own darts. I think it would feel partly wrong, but I also want them to be, you know, relevant to how much they cost to make at the same time. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah. Well, that makes yeah, true. That's, that's cool. True. What about you, Marky boy? I wonder what you're throwing. What are you throwing? <laughs> well, and, and this is the first time actually. So when when we talked about those. Um, the three different flights. I've I've not ever thrown three different flights before, but because of like the Love Darts branding with being the red, white, yeah. and uh, red, white, and black, I decided cool. to go with it. And I've got some champagne caps. They didn't have a white cap, so I put a silver cap on that one. But um, once again, L style. They've got a gradient sort of grey going into a red for the stems, which I've not seen before. I think they're new this year for L style. That's cool. They look wicked. Um, and yeah, they're my darts, and I've just repointed them to finish them off finally with um, some fire edge. Nice. Uh, points which are weird have, has anyone thrown the fire edge yeah, points they're like them. I yeah, love yeah. them but they've got love like them. three it's not like a circular point it's, it's like, like a triangle three point, flat edges it? Yeah. to it with yeah. having the grip there so it goes into the board really well I'm super happy and that's what I'm throwing I do like the look of the L styles like I've got a set I've, I've been bought a set and I'm meaning to do a video on them Johnny Cree just out of the blue really really kind of him just designed me a set of L style um, flights mm. and I reckon I've had him at least two months and I've, I've not even tried them because I want to specifically use them on a video and I've just not had the chance but they look awesome as well like just all the mm. L style stuff like I said I know it's a bit pricey but it, it's going to save you buying loads of sets really isn't it depending These... on what your darts are they last pretty well the yeah. thing for me is mainly it's not even the flight it's the stems because the champagne ring system, I've, I don't think I've ever I think I've Robin Hooded one of the easy ones mm. but very flukily mm. but I've never had to ever buy another L-style stem, ever. And that's one of the things like you that. think... So the carbons are really expensive. They're like, I don't know, like 10, 15 quid or something crazy. And you think, for mm. three stems, are you joking? But you won't need... You, you, they'll run you a whole year and, yeah. and they'll probably yeah. only look a tiny bit scuffed. They, they really do last. But like that, I mean, I've, I, I'm, I'm a little bit different with the L-style. I really like the Dimplex ones. Mm. The Dimplex ones almost feel like they're made of that um, banding material that you get around big... Like you get a big cardboard box and you have those white yeah, yeah. bands that go around it. Yeah. And you can't, for the life of you, tear them, but you can cut them. It kind of yeah. feels like it's made of that. So, you know, I've been absolutely battering these and, and you know, there's a tiny bit of wear on the top, but no Robin Hoods and the, the wear, that will go for like three months probably before I even look at yeah, changing yeah. it again. Really impressive, but but pricey. So Tweet of the Week this week is going to have to go to Congrel. Um I don't know whether you guys have seen it, but it's this screenshot of Michael from the uh, <laughs> the World Champs. Uh, it's not Michael, it's the silly people doing his tweets. Meanwhile, MVG sat doing his own tweets like this. And <laughs> it's that face from the World Championship where I, I think they were playing Holland, weren't they? Uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. I think Holland were playing... Um, England. England, weren't they? Yep. And yep. they didn't... Didn't Barney win a leg or something against, was it A.D. Lewis maybe? I'm not too yeah. sure, but yeah, it's, it it's funny. funny. It's yeah, funny yeah. anyway. It's just funny, Michael Van Gogh in space. Um, bit of a shame he got dumped out from the Masters, but mm. I don't know. Where was his new dance as well? What's I, say, I, I, I read about this. Is that uh, Funny enough, today, maybe that'll be one of my tweets. I might do two if that's all right. Mm. Uh, he was using darts at home and then practice, he played with his old classics, which I think yeah. is a bit of a boo-boo, really, yeah. um, in all honesty. When you throw with another set of darts and then go back, it just doesn't quite feel the same. Yeah. He, he grew into them as the game went, but I felt like if he he either should have made the decision to stick with them till a certain point, maybe after the Masters, because then the next thing would be 
UK Open potentially mm. or the winter. I, I saw a tweet from series. Lee Huxtable saying that MVG yes. was landing all six of these darts in the treble for fun at Winmore headquarters. Yeah. But those weren't the darts he was throwing. He was throwing the old McKicks, I think. Yeah, so, he was um, throwing the old ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, they were like atomized. They're like black. Yeah, um, I quite liked them. And I'm not a big fan of the MVG darts. A little bit too long for me, but I like the look of them. And sometimes that sways me to just buy them and try them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because exactly. there is quite a few sets of his out now, isn't there? Uh, there's a lot of new ones. Vantage. Uh, well, the thing with it is, is the way they brand it is there's a lot of darts out there that players don't use but have their name attached. Yeah, a lot yeah. of players do it. It's To be fair, they started off as Marco Van Gogh and designed these with us. Mm. Did he? I, I don't know. Nah. Um, but... Um, obviously influenced by his darts. I mm. mean, for example, the ones I did like were the start where it was the absolute, the uh, authentic and the... Adrenaline. Uh, I forget. Adrenaline, that's They the were ones. my favourite, yeah. Um, I liked Because obviously, uh, <laughs> I was there at the launch hall. Um, <laughs> and they were... The good thing about them was they were all like his darts, just with different grips in yeah. those... Mm. I did a video about Van Gogh and Chizzy darts mixed together mm. and the key points about Van Gogh's darts is that rear grip and the front grip and that separation between the two that's iconic whereas some of the MVG design darts they're nothing like Van Gogh's darts and mm. I know people people want to collect anything with his name on but there's a lot of players that are like I will only buy what he's throwing because I want to be like him yeah mm. which in yeah. a way is fair enough isn't it really? I've got a um I've got I've got a shout out for tweet of the week for a slightly different reason. Um, so Osti put out a post where he'd been trolled by someone on uh, I think it was Instagram or something, and uh, he Osti guys is 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 a is a supporter and uh, and he has um, he's been helping out with uh, Matt Edgar's and the Darts refs videos and doing some moderation on their streams and stuff like that. Really, really, he's a lovely young lad, really into his darts. And he put a post up because someone had been giving him some stick and the support that he got was amazing. And it just reiterates the, the wonderful community that we have, you know, you still got a few people going, Oh, I'm going to go over there and give him a piece of my mind. I said, look, look, don't do it. You know, don't, don't retaliate with hate. Let's just show him <laughs> support so that actually what it, you know what it what it shows people to do is to go look you know as an actor i know that not everyone's going to like me you know lo, lo, you know some will some will some won't even if you want as soon as you understand that you can't appeal to everyone you know you get that mindset of going all right as long as more people like me than than less I'm, I'm quite happy so um i had a little chat with him and you know the, the posts that went out there was were brilliant and he's he's recovered fine from it and for me that that's my tweet of the week just for a you know i, I love all the fun stuff it's brilliant but the thing with that is it is enough when you do get trolled and stuff people that you know he's a young lad at the end of the day that could put him off social yeah. media you know it could technically put him off something that he loves to do, you know, he's always tweeting, he's always on YouTube, stuff like that and hate is enough, especially with a fragile mind at being that age. It's like, you know, it can affect people and he could have just said, right, that's it, I'm getting rid of all my socials, can't deal with this. But mm. because everyone came together, you know, it, it it's obviously not affected him, which that's, is that's good. That's you know? Twitter. Uh, you know, they'll have a joke when they need, but if, you, if you're ever having issues, there's always someone that will message of you course. just to make sure you're what I thought was really good that it, he he post he posted the he posted the picture of the conversation on there so it's like you know look this is what this person said and I quite like that because he could have kept it he could have kept it inside just been really really down and not done anything no sod it put it up 
You know, yeah, yeah. we saw we saw it, and you know, if you're going to troll and be, uh, you know, be immature, and you've got nothing better to do with your life than make other people feel bad about theirs, then fine, we'll you know put it on there, and we'll show the support from our community because yeah. at the end of the day, we want people doing nice, having fun, and enjoying the darts and each other. When you do YouTube, you you do obviously expect to get a little bit back you know like that video yeah. i done about mervyn king it's gonna be people that love mervyn king and just think i was talking absolute well i was talking absolute <laughs> bollocks but you know like there is people that don't genuinely don't agree with you and probably don't like you there's loads of people saying that i was really boring and fell asleep by the end of the vi- beginning of the video so they disliked it and end of the day dislike it that's fine you know i'm yeah. not here to for everyone to like me and when you're on youtube and you do think do make videos you have that in the back of your mind anyway there's going to be people out there that try and bring you down and it's like just ignore them the way that i look at it is if there's a hundred people that like your video there's three that don't focus on Mm. them people man focus on the hundred people that obviously do enjoy and like your content and the people that do speak to you on a daily basis it's amazing at the end of the day people are all different they're all different and if you try and create an algorithm and go right okay this is what i need to do to make sure that the most people like me everyone will be the same it's boring i want to see characters it's the the same Mm. the same as um uh gerwin price you know some people love him hate him but he's entertaining he's a character he'll say what he he feels dirk van dyven boda he's up there he's like i've just had the best time i've thrown brilliant you know (laughs) he'll give you it that's what i want i want personality i want people i want to enjoy the sport that's so real you're there you're living it you're breathing it you're having a good time with your friends you're celebrating that's what i want i don't want people coming out you know i like lewis lewis hamilton i was a big schumacher fan but lewis hamilton sometimes goes a little bit too commercial like i'd like to thank the team and this that no no say that so and so you know Kimi Raikkonen they say right Kimi how was um, you know did did you did you watch Pele was up on this up on the stadium uh, up on the podium giving a great great speech no I was taking a shit yeah yeah just (laughs) you know (laughs) great real character (laughs) that's what he wanted to say that's what he said well actually the week which is just made me baffled it's from uh, it's from Dallas Anonymous he's a bit controversial at times Uh, no one knows who he is apparently i met him but i still don't know who it is um <laughs> yeah no i had the development tour I've, i i met a load of people that I obviously know me from twitter and stuff i said oh you're right and then all of a sudden i get a tweet from uh tweet from him said just met this person lovely chap i was like what <laughs> anyway um creepy Ooh. he put a tweet that on peter wright's official website on anything that's selling something like a shirt his arms are scribbled out and it, it's so bizarre. His arms are scribbled out on the tweets. What? What? what what's this actually on? Is this on his website? This is on his official, on his his official Peter Wright website. Yeah, yeah. No way. Like, I'll go on to another one here. Uh, I've seen on my screen share. Uh, this blue, uh, this red and yellow polo top. Arms are scribbled out. And that, <laughs> it's what, just weird. I don't what, know whether it's because it's tattoos or whether it's yeah, because... We don't sell like, these tattoos. In, they're not included. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in this photo, for example, he's got a sleeve on. It's something where people have a negative view of tattoos, but he literally plays on telly, so... I don't yeah. know why that would be. I mean, look, it's every just single They're on every but... single one, aren't they? Wow. Yeah, look. Uh, I just don't... That is mental. I don't get it. But then up here, he's got a picture of him with the trophy and his... It only seems to be things that are selling stuff. Do you think, 
Do you think well, that his um, arms are too boring compared to all the rest, so they just jazzed it up a bit? <laughs> yeah, and if that was the case, it would have scribbled out his face as well, surely. Oh, <laughs> you know I mean? oh here we go. No, I don't Merv mean, no, King, King is going to hate you no, now. See, look, this is how you can twist and turn things on the internet, isn't it? What an yeah. absolute joke. What was meaning, if you're showing skin, then surely... If you're only trying to sell the product, then why would you not do the arms yeah. and the face? Like, yeah. sure, that doesn't make any. That make, but did, yeah, it was just, why didn't they colour out the trophy on there? Is that included when you buy the shirt? Yeah, it was just it was just a very odd thing that you wouldn't notice unless you were going to buy a shirt. But you just think, why? What? What is the? What is it with that? Maybe that's something that. Uh, I don't know. He'll mention it seems one weird day, that they haven't it? gone to the effort of photoshopping it as well. If it is the tattoo problem, do you know what I mean? Because that could be quite easily rectified, couldn't it? I thought initially it was the sleeves because he throws a sleeve sometimes, and obviously they might not sell the sleeves. They didn't want people to think it was long sleeve shirt. But then it it's got to be a copyright thing or something. Has he got something on? Well, do you know what the tattoos are? I don't know. It could because be that could be it. I've I've watched a thing called Ink Master. It's like a tattoo program, and there will be people that very religious people that won't tattoo things like gargoyles or mm, demons because of their maybe. religion. So maybe it's a religious reason. I don't know. I well, don't know what his tattoos are off the top of my head. So. Look, again, there's another plug for Peter Wright's website as well. So Peter Wright, <laughs> if you are watching this, please let us know why, because we'd love to know. You know? It's, that's bizarre. That's a crazy one, that. I'm, I'm pretty... pretty yeah. Don't have a clue. But yeah, them Tweety of the Weeks were pretty good. I'm pretty impressed with them. So... Cool. Right, I think that's it, guys. So we're going to wrap it up there. But thank you very much for joining us for the first time um, on the Three in a Bed podcast. We can confirm that it will be on Mark's channel on Love Darts. Just make sure that you do like, subscribe if you did like the podcast today. <laughs> and we'll all see you in the next one. Bye. See you later. Cheers, guys.